0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link
1: in the show description to support now. This episode of the Sartorial Geek podcast is sponsored by Logan Arch. Logan Arch has super cute, nostalgic, and nerdy accessories and apparel. Um, If you're a Hamilton fan or a gaming fan, I think you'll find something that you love. They have adorable enamel pins and these really, really cute new coin purses and regular purses that I'm obsessed with. If that sounds up your alley, please check them out at loganartschicago.com and all over the internet at loganartchicago hey welcome to the sartorial geek podcast i'm jordan ellis of jordan Denay and, and i'm here with sage young hello we first met at a doctor who convention right
0: of course yeah, yeah okay
1: <laughs> um and you were with your like traveling posse of fangirls which i think is awesome um and i think you guys won me over by the fact that you all had like mason jar sippy cups with boxes of wine (laughs) and you were just walking on the con floor like that
0: (laughs) that's how to do it once you get past like three o'clock you are you're okay to like fill up your wine
1: yeah that Uh, was next level (laughs) I had never seen that happen before and I will never forget it (laughs) it's so awesome We have it like down to
0: a science. Like when we go to a con, we're like, okay, so this is when we go to, to like the Trader Joe's wine store, get the <laughs> So I smart. We're not, we don't have problems. Like we just aren't excited. <laughs> no, you just are on vacation. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is vacation.
1: Yeah. Um, so I was thinking, I feel like you're actually sort of like a professional fangirl, but tell people <laughs> what your actual life is first. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so I am, uh, as of pretty recently, I'm a movies editor at Bustle. Um, I'd been a associate TV editor there for about a year and a half, um, and a uh, freelance writer for them and for other publications um, for the few years before that. So yeah, basically, I am based in our uh, New York headquarters. We also have an LA office. Well, not an LA office, but we have people in LA. Um, We have a small UK office, but we're mostly New York. Um, And yeah, it's great. So I I write and I edit and I manage like our, our group of really awesome, um, freelance movie writers. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's pretty great. And I'm on a really cool team of awesome, um, women who are also care about these sorts of things. We all have different interests, so that's fun. Uh, yeah, it's really kind of been like, I this wasn't originally my career. I had been doing um nonprofit fundraising and marketing and stuff like that uh for several years and just sort of like always doing fan, fan fan-ish stuff in the background. And, you know, I think that and you I'm sure relate to this, Jordan, but like once you start applying the things that you love um to your real life, like hopefully you can figure out a way to make that the majority of your life and that's really
1: rewarding and it's so cool too when you actually have I mean like I don't I don't believe in fake fans but it, you can <laughs> tell the difference between someone who's like interviewing Zazie Beetz who actually knows who she is instead of someone who's like oh there's I guess a Deadpool movie some right. people have <laughs> you know what I mean like you can kind of tell when people love it and it's part of their job and I know you like actually do, which is great. (laughs) It's so fun to see, too. Like,
0: you know, I love. I I prefer interviewing people in person, just because it's much nicer to like. You know, if you don't know somebody it's really hard to, if you're in a phone conversation, you're like, are, did they pause because they are done <laughs> answering this or are they thinking? And it's, you know, if you're seeing someone in person, it's, it's a little bit easier, but it's really fun in person when you are interviewing somebody about something that you do really love and you really follow. And when you ask a question that sort of reveals the fact that you really do actually know what you're talking about. And that person's sort of like, Oh, okay. You know, like I can see it. Yeah, it's like eyes. next level interview status. And they're like, <laughs> Oh, she knows okay, we could really, like, get into this. Um, you know, because people end up on red carpets because that's their assignment for the night, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're super passionate fans. But um, we try to do that at work. Like, you know, if if across borders, so for TE, you know, I'm in movies now. If somebody comes across for TV who everybody knows, like, I would die to interview, then they'll give it to me because we obviously want people to be, writing about things that they are uh, not only knowledgeable about but are very excited to discuss and know like what the conversation is also the
1: fans are already having it just makes for hopefully for better reading so do you guys know like everyone in the office what their like top, favorite obsessions are? Is it like common knowledge?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's pretty common knowledge. We, we talk on Slack all day. Our work Slack is, is work and fun. So that's yeah, awesome. So everybody, you know, we're, and being on the entertainment team, like we're also going through like entertainment news, like what, what happened today. So, you know, you know, everybody's feelings on like Pete and Ariana (laughs) (laughs) you're like oh you love them you don't like we're just constantly having those conversations so it's really nice to uh it was so cute I remember like when I got the when I got the full-time job because in other places that I've worked I've been like super low-key like don't wear a fan shirt to work. Don't let people know because they're all really like intellectual or whatever. And I remember when I got this job and I, the full time one and I told my dad and he was just like, Oh, you can like, you can really be yourself at work now. And I was like, dad, you
1: get it. It was really cute. So cute. I love that. Yeah. It was precious. He was right. (laughs) That's so awesome. I love. I mean, I think it's really cool. I actually didn't know that that used to be your job and this is kind of new. Like, I love when that works out for people. Yeah. That it just kind of happens That's, I mean, not you put in a lot of hard work. It didn't just happen, but that the fan the fandom following you is awesome. Yeah, you
0: find out that stuff is um can be an asset in particular situations and not something you have to be like ashamed of or only doing on the weekends. Like the fact that that you that you have this perhaps like maybe too in-depth knowledge of something is <laughs> you know can be leveraged by somebody somebody really needs that someone needs somebody who knows the ins and outs of every game of thrones episode that's not me but somebody
1: well and especially with fan culture because there is such a like you know fake fan gatekeeping mm-hmm. thing like it is it is in your best interest if you can find a true fan to Do it like you're just going to save yourself potential headache, which is I'm sure really smart. But talking about um, doing stuff on the side, you also have a very fun side project that I love. Yeah.
0: Um, this was actually the way that I basically was able to make my... To make a transition from doing marketing and fundraising and stuff to writing and editing full-time is because my best friend Kim and I started a blog um, six years ago. We just had our birthday two days ago. Oh, <laughs> I can't that's so I'm six exciting! Uh, and it was basically just we were going out for drinks and for coffee and for brunch and stuff and sort of giving our opinions to each other and we just decided we were both kind of in jobs that were not creatively fulfilling we had all these opinions we wanted to get out we were lucky enough that we knew a lot of friends like this when we started it was sort of we were pretty deep in community fandom and community fandom yeah that's right yeah and community fandom was like aggressively supportive and great. So I will say that like from the start, like having a group of people on the internet who were like, yeah, we'll tweet that. Yeah. We'll share it on Facebook. Yeah. Whatever. Like, yeah, they were amazing and continue to be amazing. Um, But it's just a sort of a catch all pop culture blog. We do a lot of Dr. Who stuff, obviously, but we do all kinds of things. We do recaps. We do, we, we have a couple like annual things that we do. We do our own like TV awards. My favorite time of the year is, Almost coming up, which is our most handsome young man competition.
1: I yes. love it so much. It's my favorite type it's of year. It's like
0: all year long, <laughs> we're like, okay, who are we going to nominate? Like we already have it in our minds. We love watching people, so basically, we nominate a bunch of our favorite men for this award. Yeah. And it's not, it's not just about looks. It's not. It's those are in there, but it's just like like dudes we aggressively love. So like Lin-Manuel Miranda won at one year, Harry Styles won in another year, John Cho won at one year, you know, it's just people who we really like adore and admire. And, uh, we have so much fun doing it and like leaving it up to, uh, readers to vote. So look for that.
1: It's so much fun. And it's like, it's way more interesting. Like you guys do a great job of, your selection is not just like, Oh, sexiest man no. of the year is who you would expect again. <laughs> you know, like, it's actually interesting, which I think is so great. Yeah. So, um, what are some of the coolest things you've gotten to do from either, either job, either head over feels or bustle? Cause I know you've done some super cool interviews and like, on stage, stuff. yeah, I can't actually believe
0: that people let me do it. Every time something is happening, I'm like, do no, know that I, I have no idea what I'm doing? <laughs> well, <laughs> you're pulling it off, so Fake keep it. going. <laughs> uh, so with head of head of our field stuff, it's been amazing to, you know, it's hard for it's hard for any blog of just like two people, and we we very have, we have some very wonderful contributors who work on the site too. Um, But it's hard to make a name and be, we never started this because we were like, oh, we're going to sell this to, you know, Vulture someday or, you know, that was just sort of never going to be us. Um, We really just wanted to do it for ourselves. So having a niche like a Doctor Who fandom, like a community fandom, where you can make a name for yourself in that sort of smaller venue, that's been better really than anything else. So we.
1: (laughs) That's good advice too, for people who want to do a hobby blog and like, aren't necessarily trying to make it their full-time job. But if you find a supportive niche, like that can be a great way to actually feel like people are seeing what you're putting work into. And
0: you can get opportunities within that space. Um, It's harder now. Like I will say when we started doing, uh, New York comic con, we were able to get, you know, a couple years ago, like we were able to get press passes for that. And now it's like no fan press. Like you cannot get press passes for bigger cons. It's very difficult. Um,
1: Yeah, I've seen that the rules of, like, who can get what badges are changing pretty significantly. because everybody has, has like, a podcast. Right. You know? (laughs)
0: Everybody has a blog. Everybody has something that they really love to do, which is what's great about it. That's obviously what's great about it is that everybody has a platform, but I understand why stuff like that goes away. But my point is that, you know, things like... Go by going to Doctor Who conventions every year, applying to be on panels, um, offering to do main stage stuff. Then, because you're sort of known in that small space, you're able to get those opportunities. Um, so we have gotten to do some really fun stuff. I and I will say to anybody who goes to cons and goes to discussion panels and is like, I don't know if I'm qualified to be up there. You are. Like, if you are a fan enough of something to go to a panel and be interested in the conversation, I am sure that you have something to contribute to that conversation. So I would encourage people, even if they have never sat on a discussion panel before, to please do it. It's really fun. Um, yeah,
1: especially if your team is good. Yeah. Like, if it's a good moderator, it's going to yeah. be a good panel. And, <laughs> and especially, <which>
0: <laughs> I, you know, I love my white dude friends, but especially if you're not a white dude, like just, you know, step it up and help to, uh, make those spaces a little bit more, um, uh, inclusive. That's really, great so yeah Yeah. so so from doing sort of discussion panels and stuff like that uh to the way that we ended up on the main stage at Long Island too which is where we met uh but a couple years after that the way we ended up on the main stage basically they have a press room at this con at the at the small con and um so we would go to the press room and uh, it had been a couple of years that Paul McGann, AKA the eighth doctor had been to that convention. Um, and for those of you who are not Dr. Who super fans, um, he played the doctor in the 1996 TV movie. Um, and then on big finish, which are these really awesome audio dramas. He's had like a really like a huge catalog of stuff there as, the, as that doctor. And then in a short um, that went along with the 50th anniversary, but anyway, like that, you know, he didn't have four seasons like David Tennant, like he's, he's, play the doctor a lot on audio but he'd come to the convention a couple times and we had sort of asked our questions and so we were trying to decide like how we were going to do just our private interview with him And we hit on this idea where we were like, let's just not ask him about Doctor Who at all. Let's just give him. Yeah. we were like, (laughs) let's just see, like, are you a morning person or an evening person? Like, you know, what's your favorite bank holiday? Like, we just came up with this list of stupid questions and we were talking to some friends about it. And somebody was like, oh, I would watch that. I would watch the hell out of that. And so we pitched it. (laughs) We pitched it to the programmers being like, they're never going to go for this. We were like, we just wanted <laughs> to get your marquee guest on stage for an hour yep. and ask him stupid <laughs> questions, right? The, the weirdest questions, you he's know, like has nothing best. to do at all right. with Doctor Who. And they were like, "Love it, great!" I'm like, "Are you sure?" So, so That's they gave us so the main awesome. stage. They gave us Paul, who is just a lovely human being and and such a good sport. And we were sort of explaining to him. Before it started, we were like, here's the deal. And he was like, great, that sounds great. And we started to say, oh, here are some examples of questions. And he was like, no, 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 no. Don't crit me. Don't crit me. I'll hear them for the first time on stage. Okay, great. And we just had a total blast. And I think uh, hopefully people in the room had a really good time. They were coming up with their own questions, you know, because people step up to the mic and they're like, who's your favorite doctor besides you? And it's like the same questions all the time, but people are right, having so much fun. Right. We call it this or that. So we give them two options and people were just having the best time coming up with like peanut butter or jelly, like whatever. And they were just rapid firing these to him. Uh, so we've made that sort of like our, <laughs> that's our main stage niche. We... <laughs>
1: That's so awesome, too, because, like, I mean, I know for that con specifically, they have, like, repeat guests sometimes, which I know smaller cons have. So that way you're not seeing the same guest answering the same interview questions for right. the fifth time in a row. Giving like, that's so smart of you Like, guys. they
0: had, it was really fun. Like, these people are really interesting. They live full lives. They do Doctor Who, but they also do other stuff. Right. and <laughs> right. And, I, as a fan of things, as a fan of celebrities, like, that's the kind of stuff I want to know. Like, what do you eat for breakfast? I don't know. It's just like, why is it interesting? I don't know. It just is. Because you want to feel like you know that person a little better. And I think everybody came out of that room feeling like they knew him a little better. And it was just, like, kind of, like, joyous and delightful. So we've done that. Um, a couple other times, um, we did it with, uh, Katie Manning and Ingrid Oliver, um, also from Dr. Who, we did it at, uh, Gallifrey one with Camille Cadori, who played Jackie and Gemma Redgrave, uh, yeah, awesome. who plays Kate Stewart. We're like, we're on a stage with a Redgrave again, asking her really, really dumb questions. Um, <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it's, it's been so much fun to just like, just the fact that because these conventions are, that they happen annually, that the programmers are constantly looking for ways to sort of spice it up and make it new, uh, that they gave us a shot to do that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, having that space in Dr. Who fandom, having the like friends that we have and how supportive they are and in, like inviting us to do podcasts and, you know, be in live shows and be on their panels, like, it just truly has been amazing. And like that I'm happier with that little level of whatever it is, notoriety fame. Like I'm happy to be somebody that some people know in doctor who fandom. I don't necessarily need us to again, like get our blog bought by some big corporation.
1: Well, that's fun too, because then it's more like, I guess, flexible maybe is the word. Like you don't have, you know, 50 sponsors who are like up, your butt about everything you do. You can actually just do whatever you want, which is awesome. And I feel like that's when you get more creative ideas, which is like just so great. We want to take a quick break from the episode to thank our sponsor, Jordan Danae. Jordan Danae is a geek chic home goods and apparel brand that is based in Brooklyn. All of our designs are hand-lettered and we use quotes that are inspired by our favorite characters and stories and pop culture. We have super, super soft shirts, t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, and all kinds of home goods and accessories if you want to be subtly nerdy in your everyday life. You can check us out at jordandanae.com and at nyc all over the internet. Yeah, and then as far as
0: like work, work, um... That's been fun too. I do. I think I'm going to get to do some more interviews in this new job. Um, just because like TV is just such a beast. We had so much, so much content to like TV just gets crazier every year. And I felt like there was not n- never enough time in all my other duties to actually get to do my own writing. Um, but I'm.
1: Yeah, Yeah, TV is so much, like so much. And we're getting into the crazy time of movies
0: because it's going to be like all the awards movies are coming out, but it's still, you know, doesn't really compare. So hopefully I'll get to do some more. But yeah, with work, you know, everything from like, you know, going to junkets and sitting down with people for 15 minutes to... Having, um, really awesome celebs come into the office to do like a shoot and then like a longer sit down interview. So you mentioned Zazie Beats. I got to talk to her before Deadpool came out. Like she's fascinating and so, so, so cool. I love Atlanta too. So that was just like a joy talking to her. Um, and she's just very like real. Like she just like tells you, <laughs> she like she's like fame sucks sometimes. You know, you like she was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading that. And right. I was like, okay,
1: yeah, and that's not in so a way <laughs> that
0: she was like, oh, poor me. But she was like, you know, life is hard. It's hard for everybody in different ways. And I was like you're right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so she was super cool. Uh, I got to talk to Ruth Wilson, who I love from Luther and so many other things.
1: After yeah. She came out, to be fair,
0: that was super fun. Um, I, what else? What else? What else? Yeah. I've talked to a lot of cool people um, and I get to do it for my job. So that's exciting. Um, yeah. And go to some, Events and stuff like red carpet. I do. I personally do not like doing red carpets because it is like so stressful. I would rather. Oh my God. It looks
1: stressful. I've never been near one, but it it's looks crazy. Insane. And it's crazy because if you're
0: like, I don't come with a camera crew. I'm just doing print interviews. Right. And so you've got like lights next to you, and this guy's big camera, and these people are filming for Instagram. And I'm just like, it's hot. You know, there's lights. I don't like doing right. those. I would.
1: I'm sure it's really yeah, competitive. It too. People, some like, people are
0: really like aggressive. Yeah. Um and that can be too like if you go to uh for example at Comic Con, most of the things most of the press opportunities are round tables. So if you've never been to a round table, you literally go up into this little press room. There are maybe like three or four tables and they will split up the talent like one or two people per table all of the press is sitting around them and and then it's just sort of it's just unmoderated so like you have to ask your question before the person next to you answers ask their question um yeah so it's that's, that's a little like every man for himself usually people are are pretty conscious and and they will like not try to dominate the conversation and ask more questions. Like you, sh- it's like you get one. You know, like we're eight people sitting at right, a table. Right. We have ten minutes. You get one question. Uh, but those can be a little bit. Anytime you're fighting for somebody's attention, I find that I find that really hard. So I much prefer to have time that I am scheduled to sit down with the person and no one interrupts me. Like that's that's the way I prefer to do it.
1: Yeah, that seems like the best, especially the yeah. long interviews. You can like actually get. Deep into some stuff which you can't do on a red carpet or in a room with a million other people. But
0: that's something I would love to do in the future because I, if you do, you know, you read these big profiles in like Vanity Fair and GQ, and they're like, I spent the weekend with so and so, and we went and did the,
1: yeah, right,
0: (laughs) to do something like that. I get, you know, I get half an hour and I'm, and I'm delighted. But it, one of those things where they're like, we went bowling and then
1: she made me pasta right? yeah, yeah, all night. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How do you give me one of those? That yeah. is the dream. Like that's, especially if it's right. someone you're obsessed with, that well, would be so such a great. long time to have to like pretend to be normal. <laughs> yeah. Either way. <laughs> Maybe and that's too much. Out. <laughs> yeah. Cause I still do
0: freak out and, uh, it's, I've learned that everybody gets really nervous before interviews and that you just kind of fight through it. And usually what happens with me is like, I'll be stressing out. I'll be stressing out literally until the person walks into the room or picks up the phone. And then you're like, it's a human being, like you're talking to a person. And so you sort of lose a little bit of that. That's my experience anyway.
1: Yeah. When it's like way more in your head than actual (laughs) and you can just like snap out of it. That is great. What are some of your other like personal fan things that are unrelated to everything? Like your favorite? I mean, for one, I know I you guys are obsessed say. with One Direction because you go see them all the time. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> my. Uh, it, my fandom stretches far and wide. I am a big Doctor Who fan. I love um, Star Wars. You know, I like. I like my space operas. I like all that kind of stuff. I like sci-fi. But I also love boy bands. I've loved boy bands since I was a kid. I was a huge NSYNC fan. Um, I sort of accidentally fell into One Direction uh, a couple years ago, and now that is a thing. And it's really fun to see how fandom um, sprouts up in these spaces and how it sort of continues. And it's cool to like being involved in One Direction and then being involved um, probably out of anything else, mostly Doctor Who, and seeing the different ways that fandom works. Like, I don't think a lot of people realize that, you know, there's this huge LGBTQ fan base of One Direction that's, like, super, super active on Tumblr and everywhere else. And I was like, oh, this is a thing, you know? And then you go, to like, we go to Harry Styles concerts and people are, planning this like rainbow flag project and handing out pride flags. And this is a big deal. And I don't think that people who just barely know who they are, or don't know anything about the fandom would assume that the assumption with boy bands is always, it's a bunch of screaming 16 year old girls who want to marry everybody. And in reality, it's like all these like beautiful lesbians who are like, this is a pri- This is a pride parade. Like this concert, I feel good here. And my friends are here and, Um, so it's just, it's, it's really cool to see the different ways that fandom kind of manifests.
1: I think that's nice too, because I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of areas of fandom get that, um, I don't know if stigma is the right word, but it like everyone just assumes it's just like a bunch of like young girls with crushes, but when you're actually in it and you're like no there's right. some depth here too <laughs> like it's not just everyone has like a really shallow crush and that's why they're here like there are reasons why people are fans of things and it even if it seems like it's really surface level if you're in it there can be like so yeah, much more and going it's like on. anything
0: else you know there's uh, like the transformative fandom like People, people put so much time into this, like the fan art that you see, the fanfic, the, you know, all the different ways that people try to, yeah, like when it's somebody's birthday and they run some huge fundraising campaign for their favorite charity, like it's stuff like that. And I'm like, so this brainless, nameless teenage girl who you assume is the, ma- like the main audience for whatever this thing is is like just raise like $10,000 on the internet just because she loves, she loves this person right. so much and she wanted to do a good thing in their name. Like that's not who that is. So, um, yeah, I, I think fandom in general and there's assumptions across everything. There's, you know, there's, there's even assumptions, obviously within the fandom, like we run into that not a lot with Dr. Who, but you know, you get the thing where if you, like you said, like we've got a girl gang, and it's always growing. So if you see us at a con, come say hi. We're always we're always collecting yeah, people. It's so I
1: love running <laughs> into you guys because you're <laughs> such like a force. Like it's like okay, you guys are, and not in a not in a scary mean girl's way. It's just like oh wow, there's a group yeah, of yeah. people over there. We try to be awesome. I think, I think we're welcoming. I think like we've we've
0: brought people into the fold. No, you so. totally are. I mean, we right. were friends within the first like right. five
1: minutes of meeting. I so I would say that, I yes. I think that maybe if
0: you maybe if people. People do see a big group certain people do see like a big group of young women at a Doctor Who convention, you know, wearing glitter, like whatever they would make certain assumptions about that, which might not include the fact that, we are really friendly and want people to join in or that, you know, we think critically about the show or, you know, there there are a lot of, of assumptions I think that happen within fandom and the only way, circling back to my earlier point, which is that people should do panels no matter who they are. Um, like, you gotta yeah. let these people know that 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 the fandom is broad and inclusive and when they see you in front of their face making like an amazing point about xyz episode like every little bit helps to change that perception i guess
1: i think that's so awesome i think you guys are doing a great job and i love it and i hope i run into you guys at all All the the cons cons forever forever. (laughs) Um, what's the best way for people to follow, like, cause your work is kind of not all over the place, but in a couple places, do you post it all on Twitter yeah. or like so what's- my
0: personal Twitter is Sage youngest, uh, EST at the end of my name. Um, and our, uh, blog Twitter is head over feels and we are head over over there. Um, and I cross post a lot, but yeah, you can please follow me in both places.
1: Yeah. We'll awesome. link to it in the show notes too. So anyone who uh, wants to find it, but when is the, when is your most, what's oh, it called? It's usually
0: in, usually we'll kick it off in December. So yeah, look cool. for most handsome young man. If you have any, uh, you know, you can tweet us with your ideas. I think we've, we've almost locked down our nominees, but we are willing to listen. We'll take requests.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we'll post it, too, because yes, it's her favorite so thing. <laughs> that is so awesome. Thanks Thank so much you, for Jordi, chatting. Was super fun. Yeah. Um, so go check out Ahead Ever Feels. And if you like the podcast and want to hear more, you can subscribe and leave us a review. Oh, and Sage also wrote for the yeah. first issue of our magazine. So if you haven't checked that out, um, you can grab a digital copy on our website. Have a great week, guys. Stay nerdy and we'll talk to you later. Bye.